Joining us for the news briefing here in the studio is Hun Ji-yoon. Good morning to you. Good morning, Henry. We've got Chusa coming up. It's less Yay. than a week away. A lot of people excited. Uh, hopefully, most people are going to be staying home. That's what the mm. government is recommending. Uh, nevertheless, uh, the concern is with all the travel that will be uh, taking place, uh, not just visiting your ancestral homelands, but apparently going to places like Jeju mm. uh, for vacation, Uh, The risk of spread uh, is still lingering in the minds of many people. How are we right now as it stands uh, with the coronavirus pandemic? Well, for the past week, the numbers have been steadily dropping and it hit 61 the day before yesterday, which was the lowest in the past week. It seemed like things were Mm -hmm. under control as health authorities targeted bringing the number of daily confirmed cases down to less than 100. And it seemed like we were close, but it shot back up right back to 110 yesterday. The country reported 99 locally transmitted cases and 11 Imported cases yesterday. Uh, if you break down the regions, uh, if you break down the numbers into regions, we are still seeing a lot of cases from metropolitan areas. 40 came from Seoul and 30 from, came from Gyeonggi. So if we were kind of under the 100 mark for quite a while and then we had a, a low of 60 the day before, uh, jumping up to 110 could be mm-hmm. a concern. Probably shouldn't have to panic just because one day we saw an uptick in cases because you have to look at the bigger Mm. sample of where the trends are going. But uh, as we had talked about in previous segments here, one concern is that a very high percentage of these cases, uh, over 20%, sometimes close to 30% of these new infections are Uh, non-traceable transmission. So that Mm. is really the concern. You don't know where they're getting it. And so because it is sort of a a very random situation of where these outbreaks are coming, Mm. uh, you're going to have to, uh, I guess, expect certain days like this where all of a sudden you see this mini eruption. What that means, though, to you, and obviously, is we got to tighten our grip on the coronavirus, Mm -hmm. especially during the Chuseok holidays. So speaking of this major Uh, Thanksgiving season, Uh, what's going to be happening with what a lot of people had wanted, Mm -hmm. the dispersal of these funds before the holidays begin to get it into the hands of people? How are Uh, What is the progress with the fourth supplementary budget? Well, the fourth supplementary budget finally passed the parliamentary plenary session this Tuesday, and thus the second round of COVID-19 emergency fund rollout is ramping up. Now, more than 10 million people will receive an emergency fund of total 6.3 trillion won this time. And there are four different kinds of funds going out this time. And the first is the New Hope Fund for small business owners. Now, those who are eligible for this fund would have received a text message from the government explaining how to apply for the fund. Now, those who have completed the application procedure as explained in the text message will receive the fund of up to 1 million to as much as 2 million won starting tomorrow. The payment may take a couple of days since the application period, but the faster you move, the faster you will get your money. If you wish to collect your amount before Chuseok, so this means you have to finish your application by 5 p.m. 28th uh, of this month that is next Monday at the latest. Another fund is the Employment Stability Fund that is given to the so-called employment vulnerables, such as workers of special employment types and freelancers. Now, this is the second round of subsidy being given out to these type of workers and those 
eligible uh, or who, those eligible and who received the first round of funds would have received a text from the Ministry of Labor last week and will receive 500,001. Those applying for the first time will have to apply from October 12th to the 23rd. Okay, so hypothetically, if your family, let's say the dad owns a, a small business and mm-hmm. is struggling, they're going to get maybe up to 2 million won. Let's say the mom is a, a freelance worker. She could get maybe a 500,000 won. They yes. have two kids, maybe uh, uh-huh. elementary school or younger, they can get 200,000 won. And maybe their oldest kid is uh, out of college and looking for a job and still hasn't found a job. So they right. can get an additional 500,000 won. Uh, obviously, most families are not going to fit exactly mm. into that uh, square demographic. But uh, that is... Uh, the amount of money potentially that um, uh, people can receive, hopefully ahead of Chuseok. What about then what has uh, become a bit of a contentious issue, this uh, telecom fee subsidy? Right. So every Korean citizen aged 16 to 34 and 65 on, and older will receive a telecom subsidy of 20,000 won, which you don't have to apply for. Instead of giving out cash, the amount will be automatically deducted from mm. your September telecom bill. And it's a one-time thing. Now, there are a couple more uh, subsidies coming. There's the child care fund that you've briefly yeah. mentioned uh, that's given out to families with children in middle and elementary school or younger. Now, families with middle school kids will receive 150,000 won and elementary school kids or younger will receive 200,000 won either through their child care allowance account or school banking account. Now, last but not least is the youth employment fund that's given to young job seekers. Those classified as first priority recipients will get a text message explaining how to apply. And if you are eligible and finish applying by tomorrow, you should be able to collect 500,000 won in cash before Chuseok. All right. So uh, these payments are scheduled to appear and it does look like things are moving through the National Assembly. There are still some misgivings of it, although the official Mm -hmm. opposition party is largely on board now with the fourth supplementary budget and even made an agreement with this uh, telecom subsidy of splitting it and not giving it Mm. to everybody. We still have some conservative voices that are uh, expressing concerns. Um, The independent lawmaker who was a former chairman of the opposition uh, party, Hong Jin-pyo, has been uh, lambasting these uh, welfare programs, uh, citing how uh, Moon Jae-in is trying to turn this country into Venezuela, but maybe uh, (laughs) someone like Lee Jae-myung is going to make it into even a worse situation than Venezuela, which resulted in a uh, social media back and forth. But The interesting aspect to this is I think it has shifted the debate now where people have already gotten a sense of this is what the government can do to help us in time of needs. And so now there is an expectation, maybe even a demand that uh, the the relief does get provided. We can address the debt and deficit issues later, maybe through Mm -hmm. taxation. But in this time of crisis, um, there does need to be some support. And so uh, that is going to be perhaps a reality here now, um, regardless of the debate that's going on. The National Assembly is busy with other things as well, June, and mm-hmm. not only uh, ramping out this second round of COVID-19 benefits, uh, there is another aspect uh, to what they're trying to do, which is contentious and which has pitted the ruling party against the main opposition, and that is prosecutorial reform, mm-hmm. namely, finally establishing this independent investigative unit that would target high-ranking public officials, uh, colloquially known as Gongsu Cho. Any progress or improvement there? 
Right. So the bill has been passed a long time ago. The bill yeah. on establishing this independent investigative unit that oversees corruption cases involving high-ranking government officials passed at the National Assembly a while ago. But ever since the bill has passed, the ruling DP is struggling to move forward with the launch of the organization. That is because, obviously, the then main opposition, which was the Liberty Korea Party at the time of the passage, which has rebranded itself as the p People Power Party has been refusing to nominate a candidate for the head of the independent investigative unit. Now, when the ruling DP decided that they could no longer wait, they went out and revised the bill. Now, they submitted this revised bill to the Parliamentary Legislation and Judiciary Committee's review, uh, bill review subcommittee yesterday. Now, the bill basically makes it possible for the National Assembly to nominate candidates for the head of the independent investigative unit. instead of having political parties with negotiating power nominating, um, obviously because the main opposition is refusing to nominate the candidate. The main opposition did agree to nominate a candidate after being, con- uh, after being cornered and the ruling DP welcomed such a decision. Nonetheless, ruling DP Chief i n a g y o n said that although the party will wait for the main opposition's nomination, they will still follow the parliamentary decision on the revised bill. So bottom line, when this fast-track legislation was passed last year, the scheduling was that the Gongsucha, this independent commission, was supposed to officially be launched by July. Mm-hmm. Now, July seems like a long time ago with what right. we've been going through with this COVID-19 pandemic. It means they have well passed that deadline since mm-hmm. we are now at the end of September. Uh, th- What was very clear was the strategy, what the main opposition was. We're not going to nominate anybody. The law states that you have to have a main opposition uh, recommended candidate. And so if we nominate nobody, uh, you're not going to be able to get this commission Mm. off the ground. And it seems like they were trying to maybe delay all the way up through maybe other elections that came up to try to perhaps uh, Mm. reverse this entire situation to prevent any reform of the prosecution. But as you say... After the um, parliamentary elections, we have uh, about 175 uh, ruling party lawmakers all uh, united. And then you have other minor opposition parties who will vote with them that they are going to be able to change and revise these bills. Mm. And that means that uh, they can now say, look, if you guys aren't going to nominate anybody, we're just going to nominate our own person. That makes the uh, main opposition. They might complain about tactics and how this is dictatorial Mm. and unfair, but it does mean they're going to have to put at least a guy that they think would be a little bit more sympathetic to them on the candidate Mm. list rather than have them get railroaded. So uh, that's the situation now. um, We're not going to talk about this today, but uh, Na Kyung-won, one of the uh, former main opposition lawmakers, she was a former uh, floor leader, there's... A bunch of lawsuits against her and uh, demands for prosecutorial investigation in regards to her kids. I mean, it's amazing mm. that nobody talks about that compared to, let's say, the Trumie situation. The prosecution actually now, after pressure, tried to go and um, do search and mm. seizures on various places. The judges uh, presiding over that uh, case basically denied all of right. those warrants. And so this is why a lot of people feel you need this uh, independent mm. commission to address those situations where uh, you have uh, a high-profile figure like Na Kyung-won, who is a former judge, her husband is a judge, and then the judge who's ruling on the case says, no, no, we're not going to look into that. Mm. Uh, and so where you, it leaves maybe a bad taste in people's mouths, that's why uh, you do... need to have this independent commission looking over these cases apart from the prosecution. Another figure 
involved in a corruption case alleged to have done wrongdoing and maybe a potential uh, subject of Gong Soo Cheo would be the opposition uh, or now former opposition PPP lawmaker Park Do Kum. Give us an update here, please. Right. So People Power Party lawmaker Park was embroiled in a corruption allegation that he exerted his influence as a politician to guarantee that his family-owned companies win more than 100 billion won in construction orders from central and local government agencies while serving in the Parliamentary Land Infrastructure and Transport Committee. Now, Park held a press conference yesterday and announced his departure from the party. He said he's leaving the party to keep it out of the controversy but he continued to deny the allegations. Uh, He said while serving as a lawmaker, he has never pressured or sought favors from the ministry or public institutions to win contracts. He stressed that there was no conflict of interest and he took no illicit favors whatsoever. He added that it is regrettable that the current administration is using him as a scapegoat to run away from the controversy surrounding government officials such as former and incumbent Justice Minister Cho Guk and Chumie and DP lawmaker Yun Mi-hang. He said that he will uncover the truth by fighting the unjust political maneuvers of this government as a registered independent moving forward. There are people who feel that uh, simply leaving the party is not an adequate uh, expression of atonement uh, mm-hmm. for these allegations. Uh, some people, uh, many people have been demanding that he actually resign his uh, right. lawmaker's seat, and this does not go far enough. And uh, they people talk about the uh, proportional level of uh, potential crime, where we're talking hundreds of billions of won in terms of corruption allegations against Park Dae-kum compared to millions of won. Let's say spending a couple million won in a daughter's restaurant for, mm-hmm. for uh, Chumie or uh, these other uh, corruption allegations that seem to pale in comparison, but not if you follow media coverage because the conservative media, there, someone did a, um, an analysis on all the news articles that were printed on Chumie and it's amazing. Tens of thousands right. of articles on uh, sites like Chosun and, mm-hmm. and all of the other conservative media outlets and then you see the news coverage on Park Dae-kum it's it's just barely a whisper there's like maybe a couple here or there and so people feel that is why media reform is also kind of a uh, a policy that should be on the table as well going forward just in the terms of like making people understand that there Mm. are going to be things that are not being covered adequately Okay, so we have a lot of uh, domestic politics news here, uh, right. June, and we've been talking quite a bit about the People's Power Party. Uh, it does look like there's some tension now brewing, not with the ruling party, but uh, with the main opposition and the uh, tiny minor opposition party <laughs> led by An Chao-su. Right, so the two parties um, and particularly the chiefs of the two parties, seem like they're in kind of an awkward situation. They're kind of caught up in the middle of a makeup and a breakup. Mm-hmm. Now, People Power Party Chief Kim Jong-in and People's Party Chief An Chol-su have been discussing back and forth on expanding the conservatives' footings without any progress for some time. The arguments and rebuttals sounded rather subtle and ambiguous before, but the two aren't hesitant to openly criticize 
each other these days. Now, at the center of the debate was the so-called Fair Economy Act. Uh, the act would introduce new regulations on corporations that restrict the largest stakeholders' control of corporate boards, which the business circle has been largely opposing to. Now, People Power Party Chief Kim Jong-in has maintained the stance that the bill should be passed, but has been struggling to bring his own people on board with the bill as a compromise with the ruling DP, which is why he was clearly very upset when An People's Party Chief openly opposed the bills by saying the country needs to lay a foundation for a free market-based economy. Now, to An's comment, Kim responded by saying that An probably doesn't have a clear understanding of what a free market-based economy is. Yeah, uh, that, it's a pretty uh, kind of backhanded uh, sort of uh, compliment or insult, mm. if you want to say, because uh, An does pride himself of being this very academic kind right. of expert on all things uh, smart, smart person. And him saying, ah, you don't really understand economic policy is probably going to be uh, not taken well. Uh, you might wonder, why are these guys uh, not um, on the same team? They both seem to be trying to be right. so-called moderate conservatives. Um, they seem to be a perfect match. They do have a bad history, right? Mm, they do have a bad history. Now, they met as the king runner and king's maker in the 2017 presidential election, but they naturally grew apart after An lost the race. Now, many believe that Kim lost confidence in An's political competence then already. But they can't just turn away from one another uh, since the two parties need each other to overcome their own hurdles. Plus, their party floor leaders Chu Ho-young and Kwon Eun-hee are continuously exchanging messages of unity and solidarity. So things are not so simple in their relationship. No, they might not like each other personally, but mm-hmm. as you say, uh, they might need each other when right. it comes to the end if they ha- want to have any chance of winning uh, not just these upcoming by-elections, but in the future presidential elections, which uh, rumors say both have some ambitions in doing, mm. which could be another cause as to the tensions between the two. All right, we were talking about um, the potential or the need for media reform and uh, cited one of the uh, media outlets that uh, perhaps uh, bear the brunt of a lot of people's ire, and that would be Cho Son Ilbo. Cho Son Ilbo, again, controversially um, posting this article, criticizing President Moon Jae-in's call for the declaration to the end of the Korean War at the uh, United Nations General Assembly session. We talked about that yesterday. Well, Cho Son Ilbo uh, basically um, tried to use what foreign people were talking about it in a way that uh, was directed insults at Moon Jae-in, but they couldn't even kind of cite right. the right tweet, right? Mm. It was completely the other way around. Now, earlier, in an article titled Moon Cites the Declaration of an End to the Korean War Out of Nowhere, the U.S. says it is an illusion, Chosun Daily cited quotes from a couple of foreign experts. The article first refers to a tweet by Joshua Stanton, an expert in North Korea sanction that goes like this. Uh, Say you declared it unilaterally today. Would you also withdraw from USFK, lift all sanctions, give up denuclearization. Uh, The tweet goes on, but it basically says the declaration can never happen, and even if it happens, it can't end anything. The article then cites a retweet or a comment by Harry Kazianis, a senior director of Korean studies at the Center for the National Interest in the U.S., that goes like this. 
I agree 100%. There is a lot more zeros, but it basically means 100%, mm-hmm. uh, which the article uses to argue that U.S. experts think a declaration of an end to the Korean War is an illusion. However, when you look carefully, Harry Kazianis' comments uh, means something completely different. Now, following the I agree 100% is a link of an article on how President Moon called the International Society to send s- support on the declaration. declaration itself. So he even he even used this hashtag uh, #andthekoreanwar in his post. So Chosunilbu later had to edit uh, the article and correct the quote by Harry Kazianis. Yeah, but the one thing with digital uh, evidence, it's always there for perpetuity. Right. So people have already uh, screenshotted uh, the initial erroneous uh, reports by Cho s u n i l b o you might wonder why would they even do something so silly in the first place. Uh, here in Korea, there is this uh, kind of more added weight given to, oh, a foreign expert mm. says this about a Korean issue. That means a lot of things. Right. And so uh, they like to cite these uh, so-called foreign experts on it. But uh, it is sort of a, uh, I guess, lack of recognition that if you know Harry Kazianis, you'll, you'll know that he tends to be a little bit more uh, friendly to the policies mm. that are going on right now. And so uh, they probably could have done a bit better research and vetting before uh, posting right. that article. We're going to have to leave it there, uh, Chiyun. As always, we do appreciate all the reporting. Uh, thank you very much, and we'll talk to you again next week. I'll see you next week.